Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Sheer number 27. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. I'm going to say over now a tremendous um, yesoid from the stipler brought down in the Birchus Peretz in Parashas B'Shalach, I believe, in regards to the subject we discussed um, in the last two shiurim. We talked about people who are just nicing to the extent that they're sort of like people pleasers and bend over backwards all the time. And no matter how unreasonable uh, the, you know, the demands are from the other side. And, um, and also just the idea of only wanting to give and never wanting to receive anything um, is a, is a big problem. Like we discussed. Now he goes into the stipler, a tremendous history. The Gemara Shabbos says that Kol Adam Das Olav. Whoever does not have Das, does not have uh, intelligence, so to speak, you're not allowed to have mercy on him. Which is a Dover Pella Admaid, this statement. What does it mean? We have Rachmanis even on animals. We certainly should have Rachmanis on somebody that is, is lacking Das, that has limited intelligence or very limited intelligence through no fault of their own. They just have a smaller capacity of, of understanding things. Adarabah, we mechuyiv to be merachim on them, more so. And taka we are. That's not what the Chazal means when they say, that kol adam she'en baydas alaf, and by the way, this is an important uh, concept of why you need a rebbe or a, a hadracha when you're learning Gemara and when you're learning these mamari chazal. You could easily misinterpret it. You will meet somebody and you have a certain arrogance, and you see somebody that doesn't grasp things, or is uh, you know not intelligent, or does maybe even not self-destructive things, but through no fault of their own. They just don't have the capacity to understand beyond that, and they need help. There it doesn't mean What is this that the Chazal say that it's that you're not allowed to have mercy on it? The stipule explains that the Gemara is, is referring to somebody that has an inflated ego, someone that has an sense of entitlement and they feel they don't need to show appreciation to anyone who helps them. And Adarabba, the more people help them, he shows contempt towards them. And he sees it as a weakness on their part in a weird way, you know, like you, you, you he imagines that he's doing them a favor by allowing them to serve him and um, so he adds them to the list of those obligated to serve him. So that's the Asalarachim Alav. And it's usually through Bechira, through your choice to be that way. And the Stipel also says from here the Chazal do not say simply that you're putter. You don't, you're not Mechuyiv to help such a person. It says it's Asa to help such a person. Why is it us that helps such a person? So he says many reasons. 
He says number one is, and it reinforces his sense of entitlement. Number two is the recipient will not feel gratitude, will not express gratitude. And so he's encouraging bad midas by, by doing so. And in order to justify the lack of appreciation, the one that's macabre, he'll complain. He'll complain that the one who's giving it to him isn't giving enough, is not doing enough for him. Or he came at an inconvenient time to help him. Or the one who was benefiting him offered him a job not important enough for him. And so on and so forth. Which is again perpetuating bad midas. And another thing, this behavior will cause the naisane to ultimately resent the makabal who's being very selfish and behaving this way towards him. So instead of creating feelings of love that would result as an act of chesed that's happening, it results in resentment and hate. The, the, the one who's giving actually begins to hate the recipient because he's treating him so badly. And then he says that usually in these cases, what happens is, is that the noisane now becomes reluctant. He tries to give to this ungrateful person. This ungrateful person only fetches and criticizes. So he, the noisane will be less inclined. He says, I'm not giving him anymore. And um, that is a problem too. So that's why it's Usr Lerachim Olav. So that's a tremendous insight in this Chazal that's very important to know. And to, I just want to express his Lushen in, in Lushen, the Lushen Kaidish. Uh, Gemara Medaberes Khan, the Gemara is talking here, Bemisha'in by Das Vregesh Lahakir Toiva Lemativen Imai, that he lacks the Hakaras Atoiv to those who benefited him. Ulachniav Lipnayan and to humble himself before them. Avol yodea livoit, instead he knows how to push people, kick people, begaiva with an arrogance, a buzz, with a shame, you know, to shame them. Al hamarachman olav, on those that have rachmanis on him. So it's in Birches Peretz, I believe it's in Parshas Beshalach. On the Zekeli Vaveyu, havadoimoloi ma'at hu racham, chanavaracham, afata chanavaracham. So therefore, you have to see, again, we talked about the Mila of the Noisane. Um, so, but if you have a situation, and again, we're not talking about a regular situation here, but where um, the one of the spouse, husband, wife, makes no difference, is extremely unreasonable in their demands, um, then there are limits to how much you, know, you are mechuyev to give to that person. In other words, the Torah does not want the person to allow his spouse, husband or wife, to treat the person who's giving just, you know, like garbage. That's not the kavana, and um, that's that's very important. The aside to know, so that's one aside. Another aside, and this is a very big one, is that open communication with a menshlakite, but being clear, is extremely important. But people are afraid to do this. When they see they need to talk about something, something's bothering them, and they need to talk to their husband about it, they need to talk to their wife about it, and they're afraid to, because right now, it's peaceful. Why rack the boat? 
and um, people don't want to cause this friction in the short term. And this is true if one, if the one you need to talk to is a sensitive person and and needy to a certain extent. But truth is, any relationship, it's not easy when things are going well now. There's no problems on the surface, but you really need to discuss this subject, and you're afraid that the subject will cause the other party to get upset and it'll ruin the mood. It'll ruin the, the, the atmosphere right now, but you have to discuss it. So the rule is, and this is a hard part, this is not easy to do, but in general you need to know that to buy this short-term peace by avoiding the unpleasant communication that you really need to communicate, there's a big long-term price by not communicating. You know, when you try to avoid conflict at all costs, it'll create uh, more conflict later. So in other words, you don't buy short-term peace by avoiding important, healthy communication that you need to, that you need to uh, communicate now. You could do it with a menschlichkeit, of course, but you may get into a disagreement and discuss, go through the disagreement. But what happens with a lot of people, and this happens with a lot of people that were growing up in um, homes where there was a lot of fighting, so when there's a conflict, it traumatizes them. And so what happens is because you saw so much devastating fighting in your home, let's say your parents used to fight a lot or whatever it is, you want to so much avoid that that you avoid conflict at all costs. And you keep it buried within yourself. And you're the peacekeeper. You don't want to rock the boat. And the problem with that is is that sometimes you need to rock the boat a little bit, and get something out in the ear. Otherwise, it'll just simmer, and there'll be resentment and distance. And um, it's brought down to bring this up up this point. Um, the Altafin Kelm talks about Haman's insistence by Achashverosh Yisuda, Kiritzayin Ish Ish, Right? which Kirtzayn Ishva Ishi teaches is an unhealthy need to please everyone. I want to please everyone. That's unhealthy. Mordechai, however, when he was saving Klal Yisrael, he was aware, I can't make everyone happy. There'll be some members in the Sanhedrin that will not be happy with me by the fact that I'm being Isaac B'Tzachit Tzibur and learning less Torah. And some members of Sanhedrin indeed distanced themselves from Mordechai because they were critical of Mordechai because he got involved in politics instead of, you know, when he was all uh, totally immersed in Torah before. And that's why the Megillah says, He was Ratzi to most of his brothers, but he wasn't Ratzi to all of his brothers. And um, basically... The Lushen that um, is brought down from the Lushen Kaidish is that Akadish Baruch Hu Oimer, the Kaidish Baruch Hu is saying, Shahmanig, someone that's a Manig Yisrael, like a Mordechai, and Yochel is Sapik Kulam. He can't make everybody happy. So he has to just do what the right thing is, what he feels the right thing was. And Mordechai made that hard choice. 
even knowing that some of the Sanhedrin will separate from him. Devin Ezra says on the Vorotzev Roloi Vechad, Echav ki ein yecholis ba'odam lirtzeis hakoil. It's impossible for a person to please everyone. Bavor kines ha'achem, because of the jealousy of, 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 of your fellow man. So it's impossible. So this idea of always pleasing everybody all the time, or even pleasing your wife 100% of the time, and not and sweeping the anger under the rug, or the resentment under the rug, and let this continue is not a good thing. And it takes courage, and it takes, you know, menschlichkeit, um, but it also takes, uh, 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 you know, to learn communication, to be assertive when you talk, but polite, polite and assertive when necessary. And the Nitziv brings down as well, you know, on the Pasuk, that you should um, reprove somebody when he did something wrong, and um, the reason behind this is, is very often there's misunderstandings. Really, the person that hurt you was not aware that he was hurting you or said something and didn't really mean anything by it. And you, by saying to the other person in a nice, polite way, you know, you said something that upset me, kach kach, and it bothered me, you know, I would just want you to let you know, I want to understand why you did that. And sometimes the guy could say, respond, oh, I didn't even mean you. Uh, or he'll apologize, I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. Um, and then the anger goes away. So that's so it's uncomfortable when you're doing the confrontation, but it creates shalom subsequently. So this is the issue. Again, people have this a lot when they are so traumatized by any type of argument. And I, who can blame them, you know? especially if someone had their parents fighting like cats and dogs all the time. And now he's in a marriage and he committed, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to be quiet about everything. So Chazal is saying here, though, that this is not the healthy path. Yes, you avoid arguments. You avoid unnecessary things that are wrong to say. You avoid unnecessary at all costs. But bringing up issues that need to be brought up and opening up these subjects that need to be opened up, that's healthy. That is healthy. There is misery that takes place if you are so desperate to avoid conflict with your wife or with your husband that you bury it completely, and then the resentment simmers on and on. So it's very, very important to have this healthy communication. And... um, People make this mistake. So either they, you know, if let's say they uh, feel their spouse did something wrong, so they either passively accept being the target of this unreasonable criticism or this insult or abuse. That's one approach. They keep it to themselves and they just accept everything. Or they lash out. And very often it, it happens, both of them happen. Initially, the person reacts passive, passively. He takes all the abuse or the neglect or whatever it is, but underneath he's boiling with resentment, and when he can't take it anymore, he finally blows up. And then when he finally speaks, he speaks aggressively and angrily instead of just 
assertively. And uh, he will bring up complaints about issues that he made peace with already from years before. That's a big problem, by the way. Let's say you had these things that you already overlooked already. It's no big deal from years ago. It's fine. But if something's simmering inside and you don't ear it out with your wife and with your husband, just talk it through and try to resolve it, he gets so resentful inside or she gets so resentful inside that finally when there is a blow up, you blow up about not just the present uh, crisis or whatever that issue is right now, but you bring up what happened five years ago and 10 years ago and and 15 years ago. And, And also you'll start you know, having inappropriate reactions on, on, on things that are not really legitimate uh, tightness anymore, you know, they just, just, you know, blow up like a, like a wave because you held it in all this time. So what's very important is you are loving, you are emotionally attentive to your wife or to your husband, understanding, but you sometimes need to be assertive. There's a difference between being assertive and being aggressive. And I admit, this is one of my chesrenes here. I have a hard time doing this, and I have to work on it. Because very often, you do not want to do this. It's very uncomfortable. You know, things are going well. Why rock the boat? But it's something, if it's very important, and you know if you just let it go, it'll get worse and worse and worse. You have to nip it in the bud, and you have to sit your wife down or your husband down and say, I love you very much, and I appreciate everything, and uh, I'm he- we're here for each other always, but I want to just say this particular thing is bothering me, and let me explain why, and go through it. And what happens is is that even though this, this uh, situation right now is very uncomfortable, by talking with each other about this problem, it'll allow them to be kinder and nicer going forward without feeling resentful because the resentment goes away. The resentment goes away. Now, sometimes you need marriage counseling for this in the beginning. And, you know, that that's an important thing where they're so wrapped up uh, with their grievances towards one another or sometimes it's so deeply buried meaning that the husband or the wife whichever one has trouble letting it come out uh because they repressed it for so long and they need counseling to go to to to, um go through this you know process but this is an important part of marriage it's important part of life where um and and this increases shalom you know, it bothers you in a certain way. And again, these days, it's unfortunate. There's a certain kanois where sometimes you, you, you give this musr and it's like over the top and it's just, you know, beyond what it should be and it creates more machlekes. But if you do it the right way, then it brings shalom, it brings true shalom. The resentment goes away. The Torah is telling you, don't put that hatred in your heart. Don't let the resentment stay in your heart. Don't be a people pleaser just for the sake of being a people pleaser. Don't say that just because I I was traumatized by my parents fighting or by Machlechus I saw. So with my own wife or my own husband, I'm I'm going to be like a quiet mouse and just take everything and not never say anything. 
No, you need to say, you need to speak. You just learn how to do it in a assertive, and not overly assertive, but a a clear, assertive way, not aggressively, and out of love and out of respect. And ultimately, that will create more shalom. That will create that the resentments will go away because the problem will be dealt with in, in, a, in a wonderful way, in a calm way. So that's basically the aside of this um, feedback share. Um, again, two points. One is on the Chazal of Kol She'im Baideya Oser L'Rachim Olav. That does not mean somebody who is limited in intelligence or even limited in emotional intelligence, so who doesn't have Bechira. To, he, they, are, they have that capacity and that's it. Adaraba, you're supposed to be Merachim on them. And then we discussed about the importance of not burying the resentment inside or being a people pleaser. And sometimes it's important, short term, to bring out your grievances of what you're upset about in an assertive way, but in not an aggressive way, out of love, but to express it in a clear communication. Although it's uncomfortable initially, it will create more peace and more understanding with each other, and they'll love each other more, and the resentment will go away. Have a wonderful day.